0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: And your whole dream team is here, even Joey Villani. He is back this week, and he is live from Hershey, Pennsylvania, where there's some some big grooming expo, and I guess he's up for some kind of award. What's the deal, man?
2: I am in Hershey, PA, at Groom Expo, and I'm eating chocolate as we speak, I hate I, to tell you. I
3: was going to say, you but- got to bring some back.
2: You know what? I'm, I'm going to bring. Uh, there's a five-pound Hershey bar um, that I'm going to bring back to you guys. Okay, as long as it don't melt on the plane or I don't eat it. Okay. It's but I'm cool, up for an a, award. I'm up for contest grooming judge of the year. Okay. Contest now, grooming I judge am, of the year. I am. Just wow. so you know, though, I'm the Susan Lucci of the industry because <laughs> this will be either my sixth or seventh nomination, and I haven't won it. So I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm you know what? Was I she... put out a lot of bribes because being an Italian from New Jersey, we know how to do that. You know. So I put a lot of bribes out. So hopefully I'll win it.
3: Well, Susan eventually won one, didn't she?
2: Yes, eventually. See? If I have to wait as long as her, forget about it. <laughs> what, what about your other nomination you're not even talking about, the one for the Amish beard grooming? Yes. Oh, so no. Um, we had the Amish beard competition um, just a little while ago. <laughs> and and this woman, you got to see the woman that won it.
4: Oh.
1: Oh, boy. Beauty. It's going to be one of those shows I have a feeling today. We're talking to, who are we talking to? Oh,
3: we're talking to Gina Davis, the actress Gina Davis no, is going to be. On? Hal. Yes, yes. Gina Dial.
1: Gina Dial. Yes, that's okay. not. Is she Gina an Davis?
3: actress? No. She's with John Paul Pitt.
1: In this whole week I thought Gina Davis was going to be on the show. Sorry, I was Hal. all
2: excited. I, I'm wearing this today. You're wearing
3: your, a clean t shirt?
2: Yep. I, I met this woman. I met this woman at one of one of our shows and um she you know, she's cute. I gotta tell you that right now. So okay, well we're gonna talk to her anyway, because it's right here on the script.
3: So does she have Gina Davis eyes?
2: She has Gina Davis. Size. Betty I don't Davis know. Size. I, I, I've, I've, never got, I've never got that far, if you know what I'm saying. Oh.
5: Yeah, Joni starts scanning from the bottom up. Also, we're going to talk to a lady
1: who's done a little research on the top pet songs that were written by owners, musician owners. Well, like
3: Pets that inspired these Pets songs. that inspired 10 pets that inspired some really great songs.
1: Oh, good. I guess that's exactly what it says up there on the board. I just couldn't read that far. Most also, prepared host in radio. I really and am. Gentlemen. I really am. I, I don't know how I have this job still. Dr. Marty Becker will be joining us also today, talking about the
3: circus? He's talking about the circus? No, how Circovirus.
1: Circovirus. Doesn't don't, sound don't as fun me. as the I know. circus. Don't
3: ask me what that is, because I have no idea. Why would I it's ask you
1: mean... when I have Dr. Marty Becker
5: coming on?
3: <laughs> well, you'd want to know now, before he comes on.
5: I saw a great movie yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah, well, my son, it was about little animals and a parrot that talked, and they went to the human world to try to talk the humans into not hunting them anymore. It was really good. Oh. Oh, what well the heck with you all. New
1: Yorkers, look at this. This is exciting news out of New York. New York regulations will now allow New York animal lovers to spend eternity with their pets. Great news. Officials have finalized rules allowing pet cemeteries to accept the cremated remains of humans. I that's think that's beautiful. awesome. That's a long time coming. Let me tell you that right now.
3: I want to be buried in a pet wait, cemetery. Wait, wait, hold on.
1: Yes. Well, I'll have to hold on. We've lost Joey. And lost him. I can't uh, wait. I'm... What kind of tease is that? Oh, here he is. Here he is. He's
2: back. I have nothing. I have nothing to say. I just want to know if I can be buried within the pet cemetery. It'd be a lot cheaper.
1: It is a lot cheaper. So except well. here's That's the deal: well. the cemeteries can do this as long as they don't charge a fee for it and they don't advertise human burial services. Now, of course, New York put a halt to human burials at pet cemeteries in 2011.
5: They get in the way of all the fun. All I know the they time. really
1: no. do. Uh,
5: but this is very exciting news from New York. It's about time.
2: I'm. I'm
3: very. <laughs>
5: Mayor Bloomberg has just made Joey Vellani illegal.
3: For years, I've said I've always wanted to be cremated, and I want to be in Pet cemetery. Yeah. I
6: am not that way. I think that land is very valuable, and I don't think that even if you're cremated, that we ought to, I need to say wasteland, but I think to return to the earth in some other way, like Ellen was saying, you know, yeah, sprinkle me. Sprinkle so me on top to of the nature.
3: Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't want to be buried there. I want to be sprinkled. I guess I should oh, make that okay. clear. Sprinkled, yes. Sprinkled second. over the ground, okay. yes. I'm so, with you.
5: Yeah, so I want to be sprinkled. Yeah, I want to be sprinkled. On top of a mountain. I want to be sprinkled on ski lifts.
1: It's uh, death talk on Animal
5: Radio. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) freaky when you think about it. Isn't it freaky to be put in the ground in a Uh, box? No way. It
3: just freaks me out. Me too. I can't even comprehend. Don't ever even think about doing that to me. No. My
5: dad is like, you know, that's kooky that you want to be cremated. And I'm like, no, you're kooky. You're crazy, man. Going down there in a suit? I'm going to make a list of people I don't like and I want myself sprinkled in their coffee.
7: This
0: is Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Vellani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: Hey, uh, big show for you today, this hour, I understand Gina Davis is going to be on and while Judy, who books the show and is the producer, keeps correcting me.
3: I'm not. I'm done correcting you, Hal. Ameri- yeah, Judy Davis.
1: She's a hottie. I'll yeah. tell you that right now, and uh, <laughs> we're very excited about that. Also, Doctor Marty Becker an emergency you wanted to get on the show today to talk about the circus and i guess it might be in town or
3: something? yeah yeah really big circus So yeah, yeah. maybe it's a yeah. flea circus I don't it's know. a virus
1: oh the circovirus. It's a, it's a virus so this is serious stuff is what you're saying doc it
3: is. it is it is and
6: it's up and coming it's on the veterinary radar across the country
1: so gina davis and the circovirus on the show today and we head to Gina Ge- is this gina davis i'm gina Whitaker. oh hi gina how are you doing this is a different hi. gina is that gina show today what's going on with you
7: Well, I am not a regular listener to your show because I do not have pets. However, I did hear the show last week, and my son and his girlfriend are about to drive across the country in a moving truck uh, with a cat, and I thought maybe the veterinarian could give me some advice to give them. Um, His girlfriend is concerned that there won't be enough space in the cat carrier at her feet in the cab of this truck, Mm. and uh, just don't know how to approach that, so I thought maybe I could get some advice. Well
1: since you're new I'll introduce you to Doctor Debbie right over here.
6: Thank you for your call because this is a really good question and a lot of people do think that it's kinder to let a cat run loose in a car. And I will tell you that is completely false and it's also dangerous. So for safety and a decrease anxiety for cats during travel, it is best to keep them kennel confined. So uh, we want the kennel to be large enough for kitty to move around. And depending right. on what your travel time is going to be, there's a couple scenarios what I usually recommend well, it's to folks.
7: 2,000 miles, so it's probably going to be about five days or four days.
6: And are they driving straight through, or are they stopping for nights?
7: Well, they have to stop for nights. I mean, they can't okay. drive... 24 hours a day, but I imagine there'll be one or two or three
6: stops. Okay, perfect. Because that's what, what kind of differs on how we advise how a cat might travel and what kind of environment we want for them. Mm-hmm. So as long as we're stopping at night, the honest truth is that cats in a vehicle traveling for 12 hours, 8 to 12 hours a day are really not going to do a whole lot. So you don't have to have a wide um, large area for them to play, to do things. I like to have a large enough kennel to have a small litter pan and a water and if you want if they're not prone to see, um to motion sickness that we can give um a food bowl now the uh-huh. litter box the size of the litter box you can get away with using can be one of the small size litter boxes or even i've had just those throwaway um the shirt boxes the cardboard boxes you can uh-huh. use that with a kitty uh pan liner and use that as a temporary litter box just for travel purposes so it's right. something you can do in a pinch but really we just want um the in the kennel to be large enough for cat to move around a little bit and to have the litter box and to have the water. And so the goal is that Kitty's going to do most of our stuff at night when we're stopping. And it's just unless you've got a really well-adjusted cat, they're just not going to do a whole lot. They're going to want to lay down. They're going to hide. They're going to sleep and just really not do a whole lot. So um, a hide area, so if you have like a little cozy that they can hide in or even just a cardboard box that you can kind of put in there, um, gives them a little visual security. Um, During the
7: stop or during the uh, traveling,
6: during travel,
7: during travel, during travel.
6: Yeah. And okay. if you don't have a solid, um, travel kennel, kind of like, you know, the plastic sides, then you can even use something like a, a towel or even a sheet to go over it just to give the kitty a little bit more visual security because seeing that high flowing traffic going by can freak cats out. Uh, and so okay. they really like to be kind of in the comfort zone so that they don't have to watch the, the semi trailers going by and all the right. other, uh, things.
7: So it would probably not be a great idea to put them in the back with all the boxes and furniture. Sure, huh? No,
6: no, no, definitely not, and definitely not in the back of a pickup truck or a, no, a truck it's not, with a cat. You know, a
7: moving moving truck, or like a U-Haul, big, big one. No, yeah. no, you
6: want to you want to be able to supervise and make sure everything's okay, that we're not getting right. jostled. And I do actually recommend if it's a smaller cat carrier that you're using, you can actually even use the seatbelt to help kind of affix it into place and just to make sure it's uh-huh. tethered. Otherwise, bungee cords work really good just to make sure it doesn't shift as you're turning, driving, anything like that. So security is really the most important thing for a cat to travel comfortably. Now, and if you got some time and before they're actually traveling, the best thing I can advise to help a cat travel is actually to acclimate them to the cat carrier and to the travel experience. So unfortunately, most cats, the only time they get in a carrier is when they go to see a vet like me. Oh, yeah. it's a horrible association so i encourage people even if you're not planning travels get your cat used to a carrier and get them used to going into a car and you don't always have to go anywhere. You can just drive around the block and come home and it it builds a positive association. So that is something if they can do at this point, I would start doing that and getting her used to the carrier in the home setting with feeding her in it Um, and then even just kind of building up to little trips around the block um, to help kitty feel comfortable. And then there are some other things that I will try if necessary to help calm a fearful cat during travel and they might include things like kitty pheromone which are the natural scent hormones that calm a pets i'll often also use dilute lavender oil and we can put that on the kitty's bedding or in the environment and it, it's kind of a natural way to help a pet calm and you know works for people too helps you as a sleep aid and all that kind of stuff where do you so get the, the pherom- pheromones do you buy
7: them somewhere in a pet store or
6: yeah, you can check that out at a local pet store or a veterinary office, and okay. you'll be able to find a variety of different you know products in that in that realm. Okay.
7: Okay. Great. Well, that's all very helpful, and I will relay these things to the kids and. Thanks for
4: those suggestions. I
5: so appreciate it, Miss Whitaker. Before you go, yes, I, I have two things. Uh, number one, tell your daughter and her future son-in-law to get off the interstate because the nicest, newest hotels are off the interstate. Uh, disgusting people like me stay at the hotels on the interstate. And number two, uh, what do we what do we have to do to earn your business? I mean, right now, what do we need to do?
7: Right. Well, they're going to be driving 2,007 miles in a, in a truck, and it's nerve-wracking to me, if not to them. But uh, I'll give them
1: that advice. Well, thanks for your call, Gina. We appreciate it, and hopefully you'll be listening again. I think that's what All you right. mean by the, the kind so of business much. you want to earn there, Alan, is
5: it? Yes, I would like to earn her business at this moment. What do we need to do to make her a regular?
1: I think uh, playing some of the pet-related songs, like Shannon. Right. I think
6: yeah. Shannon is good. Playing it but not singing it, How? Oh, that, that's the that's difference. That's the difference, yeah. <laughs>
8: two In Germany, police say a woman attempting to make manure stink bombs with stockings slipped into a manure tank and fled the scene naked. Two women entered a farm in the northern village of Eberholzen and started filling up stockings with manure. A police spokesman reported one of them slipped into the manure tank right into the cow muck. The other one helped her out. We found their clothes in a field. One seems to have run off completely naked, the other in her underwear. Police said it was unclear what the women had intended to do with the manure bombs, adding the women can get their clothes back from the local police station, unwashed. Now that stinks. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
9: So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
10: Fido
0: Friendly Magazine presents the 5th Annual Month-Long Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks, on Route 66. Sponsored by Ford and Animal Radio, with accommodations provided by Kempton Hotels. And special thanks to Car App Sponsor, Stella & Chewy's, and our safety sponsor, Tag. The GPS Pet Tracker. This life-saving tour travels from L.A. to Chicago, supporting adoption events. Log on to phytofriendly.com to find out where the tour stops in a city near you. And join the Get Your Licks on Route 66 Pet Adoption Tour, saving lives one shelter at a time.
8: Imagine if part of your job was to enjoy your favorite beer. Ah,
0: delicious.
8: Just about every day, our founder, Jim Cook, enjoys his favorite, Sam Adams Boston Lager. Why? To make sure it tastes as good as that first batch he brewed in his kitchen. Smooth yet flavorful, with a deep amber color and a head so thick you can float a bottle cap on it. In fact, every batch of Boston Lager is tasted over a hundred times before it leaves our brewery. So if we haven't tasted it, neither will you. Here's man. Sam Adams Boston Lager.
10: Boston Beer Company, Boston, Mass. Stay for responsibly.
11: Hey, this is Guy Fieri. Now, when your recipe calls for red peppers, chili powder, garlic, and onions, you got the start of some awesome chili. And maybe some heartburn. If that's the case, roll out the roll age liquid.
12: Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things. You love new Rolades Liquid gets you back in the action fast. Even when your worst heartburn symptoms flare up, Rolades Liquid Dual Active Formula coats and soothes for rapid relief. New Rolades Liquid in your choice of mint or cherry uses directive.
11: R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Now that's how you spell relief.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
1: 1-866-405-8405. In just a couple of minutes, we're going to check in with Susan Sims. She's on the Get Your Licks Off Route 66. I'm sorry, Get Your Licks On Route 66 on. Tour? yes. Okay. They're stopping in St. Louis today. I think they'll be there until 4 next week in Chicago and Springfield, Illinois. They're really almost to that side of the country there wow. where the... Uh, Route 66 ends. Mm-hmm. If you haven't adopted an animal or had a chance to meet up with him, she'll tell us all about why you should do that pretty soon. Now, uh, very excited about today's show. I'll tell you about, I guess, Gina Davis is on the way.
5: Yes, yes.
3: Cool. And, it's uh, not Gina Davis, Hal.
5: It, it no really way. is.
1: It really is. Are you sure that it's not Gina Davis? I'm positive. Davis? Because it seems like it's... she would be perfect for this show, yeah.
3: Well, okay, I'll try to get her, but today we're not speaking with her.
1: Okay, well, I do know that Dr. Marty Becker he's going to be talking about the circus today. And oh,
3: how the... boy, you're just it's... all confused. <laughs> we got to get him straightened out. What I know, I don't know what it is today. It's he's talking about the circovirus, Hal.
1: The circovirus, yes. hey, Dr. Becker. Hello, friends. How, how are you doing? What's, oh, what excellent. is this? You're not talking about the circus today.
13: Well, here, here's the thing. This has been on the media a lot, especially in certain parts of the country. It's some kind of a virus that started in Ohio, and it's now spread to some of the neighboring states. And we know how things can spread quickly now. We're so mobile. It just takes a car trip across the country or a pet that had the circovirus traveling uh, in an airplane to come to another area. But we're not sure, I I just want your listeners, our listeners to know this among the very first people, but I graduated in 1980, right when parvovirus hit. And I remember parvovirus, first it started out very small and then it just blew up and you saw it from coast to coast. And this is back before the internet for Google, for Bing, you know, you had to go to your local veterinarian and people were beating down the doors because it was such a deadly virus. Whatever these dogs are that are getting in Ohio, they have symptoms that are similar. It's vomiting, bloody diarrhea, extreme lethargy or depression, also some internal bleeding and vasculitis. So nice. this just means they've got really, really inflamed blood vessels. Do you and know
1: how many animals have been affected so far? There's about 10 that
13: have died so far, but uh, oh, they don't, no. they, the crazy thing about this, Circovirus is is in pigs it is in birds but we've never seen it in dogs before so it's a newly identified virus in dogs and we don't know if it can do it itself or if it has to require a a co-infection of another virus to make them as sick as they are but uh, the one thing i think uh, you know there is no vaccine for it Uh, Mm. if if you here's what i would just tell people if you ever have a dog that has vomiting or diarrhea that's not uncommon to have vomiting or diarrhea unless there's blood in it If you ever see bright red blood or you see a very black stool, which means it's digested blood, that's an emergency. Okay. Or, or if you have a pet that has repeated vomiting and diarrhea, you know, once a, you know, we all have dogs that get sick or cats that throw up a hairball. That's Mm -hmm. normal, but they're throwing up and then they're throwing up again or you see them straining and there's, there's not even defecating because there's nothing in there. Or if they seem very lethargic or depressed, that is an emergency. You want to take them in right away because if you do supportive care and you catch them early on, uh, you know they're they're going to make it. Whether it's circle virus with a co-infection another virus or something else. And the other thing I want to remind people, there's certain places I never take our dogs. Our dogs are fully vaccinated, they have lifetime parasite control, but I don't stop at those highway rest stops at the rest areas where there's a little oh, grassy really? area. That's like a hot zone. I mean, everything that's passing through, whether it's, wow. you know, funguses, yeast, MRSA, there could be all sorts of things that just went through there. Uh, I never, ever stopped at those places.
1: Now, I don't want and, to start a pandemic, but this is only in Ohio right now, the Circovirus, or has it, has it moved beyond? They, and how it, serious it should had, we take it this? Ha,
13: it, ha, it has moved beyond. There are seeing it in Illinois and I believe in one other state out there nearby. So I, I don't want people, we don't even know if this is what is causing these pets to die, but it is like, I think everybody knows about parvovirus and how deadly it can be. Sure. It, it has some similarities to it. Whatever is causing these dogs death, you know, bloody diarrhea, bloody vomiting, extreme lethargy or depression. Uh, this this virus has been identified, but they don't know if this is the cause or if it requires a co-infection. But I wanted people to know about it so that if, uh, you know, you know if you have any kind of a pet that were, were to have that bloody vomiting or diarrhea that you take it in, you also know that there is no vaccine for it. But just avoid those high-risk places. That would be my word of caution until this thing gets okay. figured out.
6: Okay. And Dr. Wow. Becker, didn't, didn't I hear that, if I'm correct, I think it was only isolated. The circovirus was only isolated out of one animal, but it is suspected in other animals. Is that correct?
13: Well, what I the research I saw, some, they, they found it in several animals. They found it, I think, in seven animals now. And uh, there was a dog last week, uh, actually it was earlier, yeah, I think it was last week, that died, a service animal died, that uh, that was one that they suspected it might have been the primary that might have been the primary cause. So mm. we just don't know. We just don't know. Uh, this is a new virus for dogs. We don't know again what part it plays in this, but it, you know, there's when you're starting to have in dogs and four dogs died from one boarding facility. So it is contagious. It is spread with, uh, mm. you know, feces and saliva, but it just makes common sense for everybody. Uh, sometimes people wait not a week too late. They wait a day too late to come in. If you see, Uh, Persistent vomiting or diarrhea. If you ever see blood, you need to treat it like an emergency and go in.
1: We'll keep you up to date here at Animal Radio. And, of course, there's a lot of information that uh, you have sent me. I'm going to post this over at the Animal Radio website at animalradio.com about circovirus. Circovirus, spelled C-I-R-C-O-virus, circovirus. That is, of course, veterinary correspondent for Animal Radio, Dr. Marty Becker, bringing us the latest news as it happens. Doc, thank you so much. Thank you, friend. one
5: That is messed up. Nothing good comes out of Ohio. I'm telling you that right now. What about the Ohio players? They had some good songs. They weren't from Ohio. They weren't? <laughs>
1: It really
6: is. You know what? I have this really cool bearded dragon that's in the hospital. And it, you know what a bearded dragon looks like? Yeah.
5: Sure. bearded dragon. Okay.
6: They're, they're cute little, they're very nice little <laughs> lizard for pets. You guys don't know? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yes, I do. Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. All right. They've they got little spiny things all over them. They're, you know, cute. they're maybe beauty. about, yeah, about oh, eight, beauty. 12 inches long. So they're really nice. So this one wasn't eating. So we, he came in and I had to kind of force feed him, get him some uh, x-rays, we got some fluids going, some deworming, and, and he's doing better. But what's really interesting is he's got these like little... Little front legs that are deformed. He, oh. I'm presumably, came from the pet store with a, a deformity, and this good soul took took this little guy in with special needs, and uh, we're trying to nurse him back to health.
5: Yeah, the special needs, how old Special she, needs lizard.
6: <laughs> special needs. He's seven months old, and he's actually getting around well. So we're hoping we don't have to amputate any of the front legs because
5: won't they uh, grow he's back?
6: Using them. No, no, no. It's not like a tail. You know, oh. if I cut your leg off, is it going to grow back?
5: Well, but lizards, I thought everything grows back. No, just the that's, tail. Their tail. that's
6: their tail. I didn't
5: know that. I thought they we're grew gonna, back. We're going to take
6: Alan's head and just chop it off and then see, see if, if it grows, it. grows back.
5: <laughs> the body will grow out of it.
1: I was really amazed that, uh, that they would uh, need worming medication. Lizards need to be wormed. That's weird.
6: Absolutely. Don't they and, eat and, worms? Well, they eat insects, but as far as parasites, internal parasites, uh, a lot of uh, tortoises, reptiles, lizards, snakes, they can get the same styles of worms that a lot of dogs and cats can. They get their own type. So if you have a reptile that's not eating, you should see a veterinarian because uh, diagnosing that and treating with deworming can sometimes make a big difference for a pet that's not eating. So mm, wow. good
1: to know. I learned so much on this show.
6: Yes, we
5: do. Like, like the, the reptiles love you. I mean, like, like let's put it this way if you made your reptile as big as you would it eat you or would it be nice to you i mean that's that's see that's my question i don't want to have a pet that like if a like a, a growth ray you know the, the guy on phineas and burb dr Schmaltzenfeffer, if he points the growth ray at the lizard is the lizard gonna be like oh that's my guy i love that guy or is he gonna just chomp me up you know, no, that's the, what, you know,
6: there's a lot of animals and, you know, it's a different kind of attention that they give you. But there are many reptiles. I've had folks with tortoises, bearded dragons, you name it. And they actually they they interact with the humans in the household. They're just not a caged pet. Um, but it takes time. You got to get them used to handling and really kind of work on that bond. But yeah, it's, it's different. Question. You know, it, they're not going to go no. following you on a walk around and fetch a ball. But they there's still no, pets not. in some kind of quality. I, I OK, Alan, Alan,
5: they would eat, eat me. They would eat yeah, you, see? Alan.
3: See, <laughs>
6: okay. That's why
5: I don't like them because if they would eat me if they could. That's why I, I could see like you
3: with them. your little legs kicking, sticking out of its mouth. Yeah. See, You're my
5: dog, to- if he was like three times bigger, he wouldn't eat me. You know, he he'd still be my dog. I mean, he wouldn't eat me. But the lizard, he'd probably eat me. Oh, oh my dog
6: was... would so eat me. You sound so oh, sure, God. Alan.
5: I'm positive. He, he that dog worships me.
6: My Labrador would eat just about anything. And if <laughs> if I, we always joke about this, if something happened and we died in a cabin and the dogs were in the cabin with us, they would he would eat us and no problem. They'd definitely. eat
1: your face off first. Right? Yes, yeah, that's
5: what they do. Uh, Wow. So I thought you were
3: going to say Boss would. Oh uh, no, Boss. I don't think he would. He's not
5: That's a sad. That's sad that your dog would eat you.
3: <laughs> it isn't sad. That's
6: you know what, what it is? It, I'm honest. Yes. It's a it circle of sad. life. If I was dead yeah. and my dogs were there, it had nothing Survival. else to eat.
5: Oh, yes. yeah, then my dog would eat me, too. But, I mean, he'd wait for me to die. I don't think he'd eat me alive. Well, that's I what Debbie never know. said. Yeah. Why don't you put some weird.
1: peanut butter on your face and let's just see. <laughs>
5: You know, he doesn't like peanut butter, isn't that weird? He's, he's, he's it's funny because, you know, he, he's, he's got his moods. It's, you know, he'll eat that dog food and scarf it down if I play with him, but I'll, like, create a rawhide bone and put some really good chopped meat in there and stuff, and he'll just let it sit there for hours and then he'll chomp it up. He's, it's, it's really, he's not one of these dogs that ravages everything. It's very interesting how he eats. He always leaves a little dog food over for me. Aww. Yeah. He's a he giver. Does. And, and and he does. And he'll pick up a piece of kibble and bring it to me and drop it at my feet. Oh, that's like, so cute. Oh, so nice, that, buddy.
6: That's a sign of pack, isn't it? I mean, he's like, he's, yes. he's deferring yes. to you.
3: So what do you
5: do? Yeah, do, you well, have, he does. do you
3: have to pick it up and eat it?
5: No, I just pick it up and I go, good boy. And then I give it to him.
1: For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus, or visit ProLabsPets.com.
14: Hi, this is Elaine Boosler
0: on Animal Radio. Staying new to your pets and some of your exes. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
15: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com.
16: I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. When I saw this picture of this little elephant with tears in its eyes, it was a newborn calf. I mean, seriously, big tears streaming down the side of his face. Well, this little newborn calf had reportedly been crying for five hours, inconsolably. It just broke my heart to see the picture of him. It just looked so sad. He was separated for his mom, not once, but twice, because... His mom tried to kill him. Keepers at the wildlife park in eastern China removed the calf from his mother. After she rejected him, she stomped on him. Hopeful that the injury had been accidental, they treated the calf and then returned him to his mother's side. Well, she turned on him again, so they removed him. The calf was under a blanket for five straight hours, crying before the keepers were able to console him. He couldn't bear to be parted from his mom, and it was his mom who was trying to kill him. A keeper said that all was not lost for the little calf because he had been adopted by one of the other animal keepers who rescued him and they formed a strong bond. How do they do that? You know, how do they teach him like how to grab a peanut or something if it's a human it, with his you know, his big trunk? I I guess they just learn it naturally. A blind man was walking his dog along a Denver street when the epic floods waters surged and knocked him over. Ronnie Webb was washed into a deep culvert. His guide dog frantically paced the edge. A Denver police officer on patrol saw the dog, and he came closer to him. He spotted Webb in the water. As Webb called for help, his dog jumped in after him. Suddenly, they were both sucked into the tunnel under the street. He and his dog were in that tunnel for 17 minutes, said Officer Del Creason. Creason called the paramedics to the other end of the tunnel where Webb and his dog emerged unharmed thankfully. And Creason hails Webb's dog as a hero. He said both he and his dog are doing well now. A small group of runaway cows left a team of Swedish hunters cowering in fear that they mistook the bovine shadows for bears. According to the local, it's a newspaper, the hunters radioed for help shortly after they were dropped off by a helicopter in the woods in northern Sweden. And they told the pilot that their tiny shelter was surrounded by some kind of brown bear that's known to live in the area and they needed to be flown out. Well, the pilot said... He's not going to be able to get there until the morning. So the hunters spent the night awaiting the bear attack that they were sure was going to come any minute. However, when they finally poked their heads out of the shelter in the morning, they found out that the bears were not bears, but lost cows who wandered away from a nearby farm. That giant panda that was born last month at the Smithsonian National Zoo has a clean bill of health. She had her first full vet exam and it weighed in at a little over two pounds, more than double what she weighed at birth. I'm Stacey Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com.
15: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
9: So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
12: What do you think about when you're driving? Music? Sports? We think about nice, big, fluffy piles of insulation and filters and motor suspension and water projection and things like that. We're Bosch, and we are the quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S., You could say we wrote the book on quiet. And the next chapter is flexibility. Nearly every Bosch dishwasher now features a third rack that holds silverware and whisks and tongs and spatulas and increases your loading area up to 30%. How did we do it? Well, as we said, we're Bosch. We think about things like that. Come see what we've invented for you.
8: See the complete line of Bosch dishwashers at Best Buy or visit bestbuy.com slash bosch quietest dishwasher brand in the U.S. based on an average of sound ratings on major brands' websites. Major brands define as TrackLine top 10 brands March 2013. 30% more loading area compared to a Bosch dishwasher with two racks.
15: Hi, this is Carrie Annie Inaba from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals and you're listening to Animal Radio.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I'm
1: telling you, now that America's Got Talent is over, I'm just, I, I have it. nothing to live for.
0: I
5: love that show.
3: I think the comedian should have won. Yeah, you know, I'm it's glad the uh,
5: Kabishi, whatever his name Kibishi is, Ichebini. won. Be- I don't know That guy name. is unique. He is, I mean, if you, he is good. Oh.
3: I tried doing that thing on the floor where I bent my knees and went bedown on my back, but I couldn't do it. Bedown? For days. Bedowner, yeah.
17: It's I
5: new on late night TV,
1: bedowner. the bedowner. Yeah, Dr. Debbie doesn't watch TV. She doesn't watch that
5: stuff. You
6: know, I have no frame she, of reference. I don't watch any of that kind of stuff. You don't so. watch
5: anything? What do you watch on TV? Th- like, if you turn it on, Dr. Debbie, what do you watch? Like, larva? Or what do you do What Do you, you even turn on TV? The news? The news. I watch yeah, the, the news. I love news. Which is like larva. Yeah. The news is so, the news is so depressing.
6: Yeah, it can be, but I do balance that with some quality programming. And the yeah, right, quality right. programming that I balance no, right. my news with is um oh. America's Next yeah. Top Model. That's cool. <laughs> and um <laughs> and Dance Moms. So Wild there you bombs. go. Oh,
5: boy. It's so funny how you get reeled in. I mean, you accidentally turn on one of these shows, and like my wife turned on Undercover Boss last weekend. it just reels you in. It you does. Know, you,
3: We're hooked yeah. on that. Oh, and Shark Tank. That's I can't, so not Oh, I
5: missed I love that show. You missed I it last night? <laughs> yes, but I can watch it on the Internet.
3: It had the two women on last night.
5: My God, I love that show so much. That's America right there, my friends. That is what America used to be all about, what it should be all about, what it still should be all about.
1: So in just a a couple of minutes laura moss will be joining us the topic 10 pets that inspired great songs like this you remember this
5: that's about a dog
1: that, didn't know? you didn't know sing. that was about a dog
5: i don't know that you know you are a uh, you know a lot about music about the old classic hits the, from the seventies. I'd know nothing today. Yeah. You tell me a group today,
1: I wouldn't know who it was. Yeah, I know the seventies. So this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by I was spacing off there just for a second. Yes, you I are. apologize Trying to, bring to you all back. those listeners. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's. They have the brand new intro pack so you can check out which flavors taste the best for them. The Chewy's chicken dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella's Super Beef, or the Duck Duck Goose. Four ninety nine, where Stella and Chewy's is sold, and we go to Allison. Hey Allison, how are you doing?
4: Good, how are
1: you? Good, what's up in your world?
4: My dog he gets aggressive when you go to put him in the cage, and I was wondering what I could do.
5: Hey, Allison, it's good to talk to you. Does he ever get aggressive at any other point in time? No. okay, Tell me the circumstances. Tell me what you're doing right before you try to put him in his in his crate.
4: Well, it's when we have to go away
5: okay. he's only.
4: Fifteen months old.
5: Do you always put her in the crate only when you go away?
4: For the most part, yes.
5: Okay. All right, so you going away is kind of a trigger, and also your energy when you try to put her in the crate has become a trigger. So when you decide to put her in the crate, you get all tense, and you get anxiety, and you picture in your mind the worst happening, don't you? Yeah. Okay. So you have to change the experience for yourself before you can change it for your pet. The crate has to become something that's pleasurable and fun. And in order to change the behavior of your dog, you have to understand it takes time. It's not something you can change overnight. It's something that might take you a couple of weeks, and it's something that you have to do when you're perfectly calm and when you're home. And the the best suggestion I have for you is to actually start to make the crate fun for your dog. And the way to do that is to keep the door open, start putting your dog's favorite toy in the crate. Every time your dog walks into the crate to get the toy, be watching, try to notice it say good dog also start feeding your dog in the crate start putting her food in there but leave the door open okay so every day when you feed yep every day when you feed your dog put the dog food in there and just walk away and then slowly over time start closing the door while she's in there calm the trick is is to catch her when she's calm before she gets to that excited anxious state and to do it very calmly yourself because when when a human faces a dog with anxiety it tells the dog hey there's something that's not right here I should be afraid I should be anxious too Because you're your dog's leader and teacher. So whenever you're calm, your dog's going to feel calm. And whenever you're anxious, your dog's going to feel anxious. Another tip is to really tire your dog out at least once a day. I mean, exhaust your dog with playing. And that's when you put the treat or the uh, toy inside the crate after playing. And when she goes in there to get it, you go, good girl, good dog. And you just keep doing that. And it's going to be difficult because whenever you decide to leave, you're going to trigger that anxiety in yourself and your dog. So practice putting your dog in the crate about 30 minutes before you leave so that you're not anxious. Do it 30 minutes to an hour before you actually have to leave. And then when she goes in there, tell her she's a good dog and close the door. Don't say goodbye to her when you leave. Don't talk to her. Just leave. And when you come home, don't say anything. Leave her in the crate for 15 minutes before you let her out. Then nonchalantly walk over and let her out of the crate. The key, uh, girlfriend, is to take deep breaths, make yourself calm from the inside out, make the crate a fun place to be for your dog, and you will see she will stop being aggressive. She will actually look forward to going inside the crate. Now, the reason why she is aggressive when you try to put her in there is because it works. When she gets aggressive, you back off, don't you? Yeah. Okay. So when she wins, it's, it's a bad thing because when she wins against you, she learns that by being aggressive, you're going to fold and walk away. So you've got to learn how to calmly Put her in the crate even when she gets a little aggressive. Let her know you're not gonna back down. You don't have to hurt her. You don't have to push her. You don't have to, you know, do anything rash. You just have to be firm and calm. You have to be firm and calm. And you have to not back down. But again, if you exhaust her, if you make the crate a pleasurable place, a fun place to be, it's gonna start, and if you put her in there way before you have to leave, it's gonna become way easier for you. Okay. Does that stuff make sense? Yeah. Well, work on it and recognize that it's not going to happen overnight. It may take a couple of weeks. It might even take a month. Or it might happen quickly. It all depends on you and how calm and relaxed you are when you work with your dog. Remember, try not to talk to your dog, especially when you're putting her in the crate. The, the only thing you want to say is when she's in there, good dog. Because the more talking you do, the more excited and anxious she's going to get.
7: Oh, Okay.
1: All right. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks for your call, Allison. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Stacy, what are you working on?
16: Police in Fort Worth, Texas were called to a 78-year-old woman's home. There was some domestic violence. She was shot by her dog. Good. I'll give you the details coming up. I'm Animal Radio News.
0: She had it coming. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
14: Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more.
1: It's not Gina Davis that we're having on today. I was telling everyone that Gina Davis was going to be on Animal Radio, and now I'm not finding it. It wasn't Gina Davis. It's Gina Dial.
14: Gina Dial.
1: Oh, and she's a hottie too. <laughs> hey, Gina, how are you doing?
14: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: Very good. Gina Davis with John Paul Pett. Gina Dial. Uh, Gina Dial. I'm sorry, I got Gina Davis all over my mind today. <laughs> so Joey's off in Hershey, Pennsylvania, here at the big grooming
2: expo. Oh wow! It sounds like you're having a lot of fun, Joey. Listen, I'm having. It's been. I've been here for three days. I've slept six hours. So, there you go. <laughs> that'll that'll wow. tell you how much fun we've been having. Groomers party.
1: Yes, they do. We just got over Senior Pet Month for. Uh... Well, I guess all over the country. It was Senior Pet Month in September. And that was tough because there was a lot of engagements for me, a lot of parties to go to, the Senior Pet Balls. Uh, Those
3: Senior Pets really know how to party. They do
1: know how to party. Uh But only when they're healthy. Their teeth are healthy. Their body's healthy. And that's why John Paul Pet has the full-body paw wipes, the ear wipes, the eye wipes, the teeth wipes, and the gum wipes. Gina, tell us about this whole line that you have. And it's available at Petco. I've seen it in like a
11: box set.
14: We do have box sets available at Petco. And Jeff launched the three- wipes in the grooming area, in the grooming salon of Petco. So that's where you can find them. And what they are, are uh, there's three wipes, and they make up our at-home regimen for hygiene care. And you're absolutely right. We have full-body and paw wipes. We have ear and eye wipes. And we have tooth and gum wipes.
1: Well, tell me about the tooth and gum wipes.
14: What it is, it's a wipe. You pull it out of the canister, and you wrap it around your finger, and you just run it along their gum line. And what it does is it helps eliminate the plaque that builds up, and it removes stains on the teeth. And it's wonderful for humans because it has a minty flavor, so your pet's breath is very minty when you're finished.
3: What I like about them is the convenience. I'm not going to get out a toothbrush and toothpaste oh, and stuff and, and just, toothpaste. yeah, and try that. But if I have these wipes sitting right there, I'm more likely to do it.
2: I've been using these products, um, you know, for, for a little while now. I, I'm a big fan of John Paul Pet products. And the um, tooth and gum wipes are so, so easy. And if you do this at home, it's going to save these people a hell of a lot of money. And the good thing is you could travel with it anywhere. You know, it's, it's, it's like traveling a little, a little pack around. You go in there you could do it anywhere. You know, Think of it like when you brush your teeth every after your meals. You almost use it the same way. It's great stuff.
14: Well, just take note that the thing that makes it work is it has baking soda. It's baking soda and mint. And baking soda is what we as humans use on our teeth as well. And uh-huh. you're absolutely right, Joey. We could use it on ourselves. Oh, really?
11: Yeah, well, absolutely.
14: I already
1: used the shampoo on myself, and I, <laughs> I love that. Too. So <laughs> now I'm thinking about this.
14: That's good to hear. <laughs>
3: need to use the ear wipes. I need to use the ear wipes. The ear, the yes, ear wipes. you're not cleaning your ears very well.
14: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about the ear and eye wipes. Um, they are wonderful. Number one, they absorb odor, and they absorb odor around the face. And in the face area, we have dogs that tear up a little bit. You get some bacteria in that area. And, again, very convenient. Just pull it out. You just clean their face with it. The odor is gone. They're also antibacterial. So it helps to kill bacteria on the face, around the eyes, and in the ears, because as we all know, um, ear infections are quite common in our pets. So you are able to clean around the outside, the underneath of their ear flap or pinna, and keep that area clean to help prevent the bacteria from growing, to help prevent uh, ear infection.
1: This is all available at Petco's grooming salons. I see online you you have the johnpaulpet.com website. Go
14: to uh, johnpaulpet.com and look at the store locator and it will put in your zip code. It tells you um anywhere that the product is available around where you live.
1: Gina, you're so awesome for joining
5: us and putting up with my stupidity today. <laughs> you have one more question, how how does Gina feel about being there for the beginning of uh, Brad Pitt's illustrious career? <laughs>
11: Hi, this is Doug Gray and the Marshall Tucker Band, and forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets.
5: This is Animal Radio. Hey, Deb. Mm-hmm. Any famous people like out in Vegas ever come to you? Um,
6: let's see. I, there's a, a kickboxer, a, f- a fighter that comes to my clinic. He's an That's older one, cool. though. I can't think of his name. He's got a great name. What There's about the the
1: guys with the tigers, uh, Ron and uh, Siegfried and Roy? Yeah, ever?
6: actually, we have seen their rabbits at my office, believe it or not. So uh, they've got all sorts of critters, I understand. So not just limited to the big cats.
1: People always ask, what kind of animals do you have? And we're always talking about you, you have three dogs. three dogs now. Yeah,
6: three. Yeah, But I see so many different animals every day at work, so I get to enjoy them. So I don't feel the need to have a ton of animals at home because I honestly don't have time to take care of them.
1: Ron is joining us now. Hey, Ron. Hi. What's
18: up? Well, I just uh, wanted to share with you a story of my golden retriever. Okay. Uh, he's about 12 years old now. His name's Parker, and uh, he's been the best dog we've ever had and constant companion to my wife. And, uh, anyway, he came down with a growth in his mouth. It was actually protruding outside his lip. We had it removed, and they sent it off to the lab said it was a, an anaplastic sarcoma.
6: Oh, dear. That's not good. What
18: is that? Well, it's a form of cancer
6: yeah it's a cancer, and it's it's a highly aggressive cancer that affects the that kind of tissue in that area, so how long ago did he have that removed?
18: Uh, it was six weeks ago last Tuesday,
6: okay, and how's it looking? Is it staying quiet or is it starting to regrow?
18: uh, we don't have any sign of it in his mouth right now okay
6: well that's good We, uh,
18: that's- we considered taking him to a clinic that was going to cost us thousands of dollars to to treat him mm-hmm. and some of the options was to remove his jawbone and do uh, uh, radiation and chemo and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. we went with another product called uh, hydrazine sulfate.
6: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah.
18: Have you heard of this? Cause I, know, I have.
6: Any? It's definitely not the first thing that we would think of when we when we talk about treatment of sarcomas and... On the jaw area, definitely they're horribly aggressive in in how they can grow outwardly, start to affect a pet's ability to swallow, to eat, to get food down. And the challenge is, is to try to stop that growth and to give us some good quality time. So a lot depends, when we're talking about cancer treatments for dogs, what each individual pet owner what their goals are and how much they want to A, spend and B, you know, go through as far as uh, treatment for their pet. And I can tell you, I have had some wonderful stories of dogs that ended up having mandibulectomies to remove their entire lower jaw for a malignant sarcoma. And he went on to live like five years later. So the, the goal is for some people, surgery can seem very distasteful. But, um, I can say firsthand, I, I saw this patient just thrive. He was a fabulous, happy boy and successfully, you know, the, the, surgeon was able to abate or stop the growth of that tumor any further. And that's the best chance is if you can do that to stop the cancer, then hopefully we can avoid having to get into some of these other things. But radiation therapy is definitely a treatment method or chemotherapy for some types can be used as well. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, all of those therapies you're going to get into um, working with an oncologist um, and you're going to probably be talking about thousands of dollars for those types of procedures. So if that's not within your... Wishes for your yourself or for your pet, then a lot of folks will look at other therapies and and other steps. And I can tell you, my own dog has a, a type of bone cancer, a little bit different, and and we used a palliative medicine. It's a, um, a medicine called Zemidronite, and that was uh, one that helped wonderfully. And it it helps alleviate pain related to some of the bone tumors. It's not cheap either, but it was something that worked very wonderfully for my jade, and it, it's helped her really be nine months of comfortable time with her bone cancer in her elbow. So there are some things short of surgery or chemotherapy that if you don't want to get into that, that an oncologist can really help you with. But you do mention a therapy that's a little bit <laughs> unconventional in that it's not FDA-approved. And, um, the, the product is actually a chemical that is a byproduct of some uh, jet fuel processing. So it is sound a little scary when you read it on a, on a piece of white paper of what, where it comes from. But it has been looked at in far back as the seventies, I believe that they looked at that as a way to treat different types of cancers in people. And there's some questionable uh, you know, results out there. Some folks don't believe in people and or in animals, that we have consistent proof that it helps for long-term survival. Um, so there, there is some question out there, and I know there are different bodies that are looking at that to study it a little bit more. And then there's also the concern that that has some cancer-causing potential. Um, in, in laboratory rats, they looked at that, and it's, saw breast cancer liver lung cancer so it's not a completely innocuous treatment in its own right um but i'm assuming you're working with a um a uh
18: i've had, I've had him examined twice uh, by the surgeon that did the first surgery and, uh-huh. and she, she fully expected to to see some sort of cancer back in his mouth by now she said she would have given an 85 percent chance that she would see the cancer by now mm-hmm. uh we uh you know, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. I'm going to keep uh, following the instructions for this. I do believe there's miracles out there. My daughter uh, is the beneficiary of another miracle treating her MS. And uh, that's a subject for another show, I know. But uh, mm-hmm. sure. he's done wonderful since we've had this. He's, he's still playing. He's still enjoying life. And, uh, you know, when I, when I think it's great, I'm going to put all the parts in the same hole. Uh, I'm not going to dismember my dog.
6: And that's definitely, I think, Ron, it's, it's a decision for everyone to, you know, it's a very personal thing, you know, in such as like a dog with an amputation for purposes of cancer. A lot of people are afraid of it based on kind of the gruesome description of what has to be done. But for many of the pets that um, we see on the other side that, that do well with this and aren't affected by the disability, um, I would just want other folks to not be afraid of that because of the way it sounds and the way we're worried a pet might cope. They can do wonderfully. And certainly it might not be right for you, for your pet. And I respect that. Uh,
18: Could I uh, tell your listeners where they could probably find? uh, I mean, this is the the Syracuse Cancer Research Institute is where I got my information. And I'm not affiliated with them. In fact, I'm still a skeptic. But Mm -hmm. until I see a reason not to be... and you know, I, I've just had good luck with it so far. You know, we still have our dog and he still seems to be happy and
1: enjoying life. Our prayers are with you. I'm so glad that he seems to be happy and hopefully uh he's had a remission that will last. Oh, thanks for sending my call. 1-866-405-8405, toll-free.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the dream team now at one 866 405 8405
9: Hi, this is Fred Willard on Animal Radio, and I'm I'm begging you, spay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll I'll go over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go.
1: of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis really is the most common problem that they face. And FlexRx doesn't just mask those symptoms. It restores natural joint function. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus. <laughs> we were live with Joey, who's out at Hershey in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And we've actually lost his connection. Joey, are you back? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. I was just telling the listeners that you're in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Are you at a grooming show? I'm at a grooming show. I'm at a very busy one. And just, you know, just so everyone knows, I'm up for an award tonight. Okay? Wow. We got, our, we got our, our Emmys, our Grammys, whatever you want to call it. I'm up for grooming contest judge of the year. So that's why I'm out here, to get my award and to trash talk to all those other judges that, you know, <laughs> we're, I'm the best. Okay? <laughs> but, no, it's a fabulous show. Real busy great time are there people watching you
1: do do your show from there
2: yes okay.
1: i have a crowd around
2: me okay. i have a crowd around me wondering why do i got a mic and and headsets on sitting sitting in a in a, in a booth there because i'm doing it right from the show floor they can't hear me can they no, they no, they can't hear you. But okay. Hey, Hal says Hal says hi, guys, from Animal Radio. Make a funny face.
1: How if I scratch my butt? Well, from Hershey, Pennsylvania, it's the Dog Fathers' tip of the week, ladies and
2: gentlemen. Well, the first tip I'm going to give everyone is when you come to Hershey, Pennsylvania, it's lay off the chocolate because I've, I've already um, gained about 10 pounds and I've got about nine zits on my face. So. <laughs> Besides that, I want to talk a little bit about shampoo because I'm walking around the show and it makes me want to, because there's more shampoo vendors here than probably anything I else. I And i got to tell you, the good thing about it is, you know, we have products really to solve almost anything. And if you want to bathe your dog at home and you go to the stores and you look at the shelves, well, there's an easy way to determine what you need. Number one, look at your dog's skin and coat. If the skin and coat you don't see any dandruff, you don't see any um, um, dullness, and you don't see anything that looks like black pepper in the coat, well, your dog's a perfect candidate for just some regular good old shampoo. Okay. Now, what I recommend is don't use anything that's heavily fragranced, especially if you haven't used it before, because. Pet skin is a lot more sensitive than ours because, you know, listen, we're showering all the time. We're using all kinds of chemicals. So, honestly, um, our skin is a little bit more used to um, all the chemicals out there. Use something either fragrance-free or a light fragrance, okay, and try that. Use it by the directions. Now, if you see any dullness or you see any flaking, a good medicated or an oatmeal shampoo to soothe that is perfect, okay? So anything medicated or oatmeal, usually works good because what they're going to do is they're going to soothe the skin. They're also going to add moisture and nourish it. So that's a really, really good product. The, the one that I always say is that when you don't see fleas on a dog, one thing you can look for is what's what, what is black pepper, what it looks like, like somebody sprinkled black pepper in the coat. And the easiest way to do it is put the dog, stand them over a white towel or a white piece of paper. And, um, you know, shake the coat a little bit. And if it comes down it looks like black pepper, is a flea or maybe had been a couple of fleas on the dog. So then you want to use your, your flea shampoos. And there's a lot of wonderful flea shampoos out there um, that have pyrethrins and, and tea tree oil, something that's not really, really hard and not real chemically on the dog. And that's what I would use. Try to find a pesticide-free product. It actually works, and um, you know what? Those are the easiest ways. Instead because I know. Listen, I know it confuses me when I go in the st- in the stores and I'm looking for products, and I really don't know. I know what oh I want. Oh my God! There's three million for.
1: different choices.
8: Yes.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And those are the perfect three. I mean, there's a lot of other things out there, but usually those are the ones that'll solve all your problems. So either your regular shampoo, your itchy dry skin shampoo, or your you know your pest control shampoo. I remember taking one
1: of there those oatmeal baths when I was a kid and, and got chicken pox. Did you ever do that? You have to... Uh, maybe that was just me. That was yeah. just you. That was just
3: I got that the pink calamine lotion all over
5: my. Yes,
2: so did I. So did yeah. I. Got that. In, in yeah, New Jersey, they used to slap that pink stuff on, you, you know.
5: Joey, are you now the Amish god, uh, dog father? Is that
2: what's going on there? Your clippers are now powered by wind and gerbils? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. You know what? It's funny, because this is a big Amish community out here, big time. So, yeah... Um, Wind and gerbils work good, okay?
1: There you go. Joey Volani, he's checking in from Hershey, Pennsylvania. I think we actually lost his connection again just in time there. I think so. But we'll be speaking to him in just a couple of minutes again from Hershey, Pennsylvania, where I guess that's where Hershey is in a big grooming expo that he's at. We'll head back to the phones next.
0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Vellani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: I got to tell you, it's pretty noisy in the background there. For groomers, that sounds like they know how to party.
2: They do. This is a, a busy show. There's probably about 5,000 people at this show right now, and it's busy.
5: Hey, do they have an intoxicated groomer competition award?
2: Yeah, after 6 o'clock. It's, it's from 6 <laughs> to about 2 in the morning. It's the intoxicated groomer competition. Just don't bring your dogs here. I got to tell you, though, some mm-hmm. of the things are really cool. They got a poodle right now that's in the ring, which I'm you know, supposed to be judging, but I snuck away to talk to you guys that's corded you know so it's all it's like dreadlocks the whole dog is dreadlocks and it's it's, it's the coolest thing that you've ever seen
1: wow that's take a lot of work take pictures we'll put them up on the facebook page
2: i will take many
1: okay you do that joey is of course checking in from hershey pennsylvania where it's some big grooming show and he's up for some big award that he's lost years and years in a row now he's been nominated many years and Hopefully this will be the big year for Joey Villani, the dog father. Uh, Stacy, what are you working on?
16: Well, they say a man's best friend is a dog, and this blind man's dog definitely was his best friend. He probably is credited to saving his life. I'll tell you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News.
5: Did you hear that story, Ellen? You'll love this. You, love you know, it. I heard another story that uh, it had nothing to do with dogs, but it touched me. It touched me deeply. You're just going to leave me hanging just like that. What's your catchphrase again? It really does. Yeah, it really does. You know, this story, this guy in Minnesota working at a, uh, I think he's working at a convenience store. Yeah, yeah, and Warren Buffett called him the next day. Anyway, this lady comes in and she picks a $20 bill up from a blind guy and puts it in her purse. And the guy behind the counter saw it and he's like, okay, I'm not going to serve you until you give the money back. And the lady went nuts and left. So the guy says, hey, I want you to have. Tw- it was Dairy Queen. I I want to give you twenty bucks from the people here at Dairy Queen and took it out of his own pocket and gave it to the blind guy. And uh, Warren Buffett caught wind of it because you know his gigantic company that Joey Vellani owns. Uh, he. Uh, owns Dairy Queen. So he called the kid the next day to say, hey, that was really cool that you did that like that.
2: What did he do to the kid? he gives the kid 20 bucks back at least? That's You know, that's what I
5: thought. You know, Warren, come on. You got $20 trillion. Can you give the kid a nickel? Give him a nickel. <laughs> invite him. Oh, he did invite him to the big shareholder meeting. Believe it or not, Berkshire Hathaway has a big shareholder meeting every year, and everybody wants to go to that because Warren speaks, you know, and when Warren speaks, people want to hear that.
2: If I was a kid, I'd be yelling from the front row, Warren, where's my 20?
5: I got lots of stories. Whenever you need a story, you know, just turn to me. I'm here at the news desk.
1: You know who's also at the news desk? The associate editor at the Mother Nature Network is Laura Moss. We welcome her to the show. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? I'm
19: doing well. How are you?
1: Very good. Thank you. Love the article that you just had at MNN.com about the songs that were inspired by dogs.
3: By just pets? They're just not all dogs. Dogs, cats,
1: iguanas, all kinds of. And uh, especially like the Beatles, some of these songs that I've been hearing for years and years on end, I'd never even thought at all that they were about animals. I knew that, uh, like Shannon, you remember the song? That uh, was one of my dresses? favorite. Yeah. Shannon is <laughs> Shannon. You,
0: you remember that?
4: Yeah.
1: That I knew was about a dog.
3: I knew that one. That was the only one I really knew. But there
1: are some that you've uncovered. Tell us.
20: Well, the story kind of got started when I read an article about how Martha, my dear, by the Beatles, was actually inspired by Paul McCartney's dog. And a lot of people had assumed it was about a longtime love interest of his, but he put those rumors to rest and told everyone that it was actually about his dog, and he assured them that the relationship was purely platonic. (laughs) And um, so from there, I started looking in to see what other songs that I had or had not heard were inspired by cats or dogs or other pets. And I was surprised how it was out there. I think one of my favorites as a big Queen fan was Freddie Mercury. I had no idea he was such a fan. of. He was a big cat guy. And he actually dedicated his first solo album to Cat Lovers Everywhere. And on the Queen album, Innuendo, he has a song dedicated to his cat named Delilah. And it's called Delilah, and it's clearly about a cat. It's a good listen.
1: Didn't he used to call home when he was on tour and talk to his cats over the the answering machine? Yes,
20: he used to call and um, talk to them. He even had um, I think he even had portraits commissioned to be painted of his cat.
1: He loved his cats. You know, when I when I talk about Jimi Hendrix, I say he had a bunch of cats. Uh-huh. Judy always looks at me like I'm. All oh, Right pulling. now these these rock stars, they love these animals. I'm telling you, a Queen, not only Freddie Mercury, but um, uh, Brian May, the guitarist. Didn't he like cats too?
20: Yes, he had a long. Um, from the name of it, that was dedicated to his cat after uh, she passed away. I think I have it right. Uh, it was called "All Dead, All Dead." Oh yeah. And um, just coming to terms with the death of his childhood cat. Who else? There was also, in addition to Shannon, um, Nora Jones had uh, "Man of the Hour," which is a very, very cute song um, that she dedicates to her dog about how she may never be able to shower with him and he'll never cook her breakfast, but he'll also never make her cry, and um, which I think was very sweet. And let's see, who else do we have? Um, what about Elvis,
1: the king? He Elvis
20: covered a song called Old Sup, which was, uh, I think, originally written in the 30s. And several artists covered it, but his version was not by far the most famous one.
1: What about Oh, Cat Stevens?
20: Yes, Cat Stevens. I think it was one of his first hit singles was I Love My Dog, uh, which is a really cute song from the 60s. And one of the most creative ones I found was actually by a band called Pinback, and it's about a goldfish which was the only non-catter dog song that I came across, which was pretty funny. A lot of people kind of thought it wasn't about a goldfish, but it was just too obvious, and they finally had to come clean and say, no, this was really about a fish that we had that passed away, um, I think, in 2002. But the whole song is about a fish.
1: How did you do all your research?
20: A few times I'd hear stories that I thought were, you know, it's a goldfish story. It was hard to believe it was really about a goldfish, so I tracked down the band's website, and they actually made a statement saying, no, this song was about a goldfish, and so it was a little, just a whole lot of internet research, a few calls just to, to verify that these songs, because some of them can be interpreted as just love songs. Exactly. But it's love for pets. It wasn't romantic love, and it was, you know, very sweet that they wanted to kind of memorialize their pets in that
1: way. The website where we can read the article is uh, MNN.com, <laughs> as in Mother Nature MotherNatureNetwork.com. That's
20: correct. Uh-huh. MNN.com.
1: Look for the article from Laura Moss, 10 Pets That Inspired Great Songs. We appreciate you spending time with us today.
20: Oh,
6: thank you. It was great to talk to you.
1: Yes, go ahead. So, Laura Gina Davis Moss. And speaking of rough jobs, I see that you might have gotten in it with a cat today, it looks like, maybe.
6: Yeah. Well, it was really quite the interesting. I've never seen this in all my years of practice, and it's been like 18 years. So um, it was the coolest thing. So not cool for Katie. Katie came in and was drooling, wasn't eating and oh. drinking, and just really frustrated and rubbing at his face. Mm-hmm. And I just examined him. He's this gorgeous Persian with nicely groomed hair. It goes to the groomer every four weeks, mm-hmm. very well kept. And he had some hair from his jaw about three inches to four inches in length that was kind of rolled like in a mat and it was actually in his mouth stuck down his throat past the base of his tongue he was was choking on his own mat? Yes, and he's not matted. That's what the crazy thing is. There's not a mat on this cat anywhere. So, you know, I kind of equated it to like um, when I was a kid and I had pigtails and I'd take my pigtail and suck on it (laughs) and I thought, oh my goodness, maybe this cat was grooming himself and got his fur and his, how this happened, I have no idea. But uh, fortunately, just pulled right out, no major harm done and and hopefully kitty's eating and drinking by now. And
1: hopefully get into grooming. Mm. Yeah, of some sort.
6: Crazy, crazy stuff. I did trim away the big, crazy. It was like a dreadlock. It was dreadlock down his throat.
1: You get such weird, weird things. Last week it was the the bone, the little marrow bone that was stuck on the lower jaw of the dog. Yeah. I mean, you see some yeah. weird stuff there. Is that in every veterinary practice, or is that your veterinary practice?
6: <laughs> oh no, I'm sure it's not just me. You know, do- dogs and cats do the darndest thing, and I think that's what you know. We always have to be aware of is you can't anticipate the unexpected with pets.
1: Doctor Debbie, there she. Is is and if you're heading through vegas you need a veterinarian check her out lone mountain, lone, on, or mountain, mountain. animal hospital yeah. and of course her books yorkshire terrier shih tzus pugs mini schnauzers how to be your dog's best friend we are so proud to have her on animal radio
11: It's Guy Fitty. And before the game, it's all about the tailgating. Burgers, sausage and peppers, onions, hot wings, you name it. But come game time, if you got yourself a whole bunch of heartburn, roll out the Rolaids.
12: Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. Rolades gets you back in the action fast. Its dual active formula neutralizes more acid than Tums. For indigestion and heartburn, get rapid relief with Rolaids.
11: R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief.
12: Use as directed. Acid neutralization may not correlate with symptom relief.
5: Don't you just hate paying for things you don't need? Well, I do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about PennyBackup.com. We all know about those big companies that allow us to up our computer files to a safe place on the web, and that's great. What makes me crazy is that they make me pay for gigabytes of storage that I don't need. PennyBackup.com is here to the rescue. Same features, same data protection, same services, but you pay only 8.9 cents per gigabyte used. That's less than a dime per gigabyte. Save money, lose nothing along the way. Go to Backup.com.
10: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news. Really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, This is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Hi, this is Lou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay a new to
19: your
0: pet. You're listening to Animal Radio, Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
1: It's Animal Radio. It's so easy to ask the Dream Team your questions. Dr. Debbie's here. Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dog father Joey Vellani live from Hershey, Pennsylvania this weekend. But not a vacation. He's actually grooming. He's up for an award. We'll let you... Well, he'll tell you about it in just a few minutes. I'm sure he'll brag about it. Animal communicator, Joy Turner, is all here. And you can call us toll-free at one 405 8405 You can also download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and ask your questions right from the app. Two ways to reach out to us and get your questions answered and your answers questioned. Uh, let's uh, check in with Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, how are you?
21: Oh, hang in there, man. How are you doing?
1: Oh, splint, Splitting Adams over here. You want to talk to the doc?
21: Yeah, if I could. I got a problem with a cat.
6: All right. What do you got going on there?
21: Uh, last summer, I got this great big bay window. I live down in North Carolina, down near the beach, and we got some animals, snakes, uh, stuff like this, uh, that are around the house. I built this two foot wide ledge along the bay window for the cat. And it's sort of nice. Out, cattle sit there and sleep. Well, I had this snake that came up to the window. The cat opened its eyes, didn't backflip, oh, no. and then went ballistic on me and tried going through the window to get the snake. Oh dear. And then I got some squirrels in the front yard, that they've always been there. Cats never really bothered. And she sees them and everything else, but now it's like a, a running battle. Uh, she sees that squirrel, she'll try and go right straight through the window to get them.
6: Uh, holy cow, and so she didn't do this before, or is it only when she had more visual access with the bay
21: window? Uh, she never did it before, and it's just since that snake reached his head up, and looked in to see what was there, and she opened up her eyes and, wow!
6: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That would make me do a (laughs) backflip. So when she goes crazy, um, what does she do? She tries to get out the window? Does she ever, like, turn on you and become aggressive to you?
21: Well, she haunches her, and a cat haunch. Like a scared cat and hisses like something fierce and Mm -hmm. then just tries swatting the window like she wants to go through it.
6: Okay, well, and you know what what you 're seeing is is not an abnormal behavior she she 's displaying some predatory behavior whether it could be even combined with some you know territorial concerns that she has, so a lot of times and, and I have to commend you ronnie you, you're doing a good thing a lot of people you know these um, bay windows, the little window seats you can put in for cats, they do help to improve the kind of their indoor enrichment. So it gives them more to do, to watch. The problem can't, we can encounter with some cats is that if they don't just sit there passively and say, oh, this is cool, I enjoy watching like a tennis game and watching the critters go back and forth, that it heightens up, um, to a higher level and they become more anxiety-ridden with this. And I think for you, that's what you need to decide. If for you, this is a problem, and if you feel that it is unhealthy in the way your cat's behaving. Because I can tell you how to fix it, but if you don't think it's really a problem, then my recommendations you may not want to follow through on. Because the number one thing that we would do is actually to block access to these areas because the more that she see these, sees these creatures, it further stimulates her to react in that same way. So we need to just kind of quiet things down and block her access to that. And that may be something as simple as closing doors, blinds. Um, sometimes I'll put down scat mats or even just double-sided t- sticky tape so you know the kitty doesn't want to go in that area. But that's really going to be the first part of things. And um, from there, it depends whether or not we have more problems. So say she was getting so worked up that she actually kind of bites you, or if you try to remove her from the area, she uh, turns towards you in an aggressive m- m- uh, means. That can happen, and that can escalate for a cat that's just kind of freaked out and anxious by seeing these little predatory critters outside. Um, that can get worse. So you can decide if you want to make steps to curb this at this point, and if so, the focus is we just need to get her away from that stimulation. And um, access blocking is going to be the first thing. The other things that I'll look at are going to be kind of anxiety um, medications and therapies that we can try. But again, um, you, you tell me, Ronnie, is this a problem that you want to stop how she's behaving, or, or is it kind of fun and entertaining when she's doing this?
21: Well, I'm thinking about setting up a videotape and videotaping it and see if I can't win a million dollars off or anything.
6: <laughs> well, then you just answer that, right because you're thinking this is funny. And it, it, it certainly it sounds, you know, interesting and funny. But, you know, my concern is that if this goes up a notch in her anxiety level, that it could be an unhealthy um, pastime for her. And I think that's what you really got to decide if you want to pursue that. Um, but she is not the typical cat. So most cats will sit there and just kind of watch this. And uh, she's a little bit more, um, I don't want to say hyper, but a little bit more reactive to the predatory stimulation so you can try doing other things to give her some redirection for this behavior some of the toys where you can you know the little interactive toys where the cat chases the ball around the track or the laser light toys all of those things are great ways to give her an outlet for predatory behaviors and not have that window become the site where we're going to have that display itself
21: Um, well what she does do uh is she chases my 75 pound male
18: collie around the house. <laughs> uh, I can't play tag.
6: You know, and if it's all in good fun and nobody's hurt in the process, then then that's fine. Dogs and cats can play play nicely. Um, but really, I think you have to look at the tone of her mental state, really watch her body language. And if she is anxious and freaked out by this and it's not a, a fun pastime, then I would encourage you to, to make those steps and try to stop that.
21: Yeah, because the snakehead- the snake was about eight foot long. I looked at it. Nice. The head of the snake is almost as big as hers when it looked Ugh. up into the window. And I can imagine it probably freaked me out too if I opened up my eyes and I see a snake tongue through the glass at me. Yeah, I think yeah. it would probably freak me out a little too.
6: Holy cow, yes, absolutely. And you got to be thankful that your cat is safe and sound indoors and not face to face with that,
21: that snake. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 it's a snake that is on my property. It takes care of all the poisonous snakes. It's a black snake.
6: Okay. All right.
21: And I live in an area where there's a lot of water. I get a lot of cotton mouths, copperheads, a lot of poisonous snakes, but this black snake chases them off. all. Right. So I keep it around the house. It's just the first time that she's seen it.
6: Yeah, well, and, and obviously it's going to leave an impression because negative experiences do leave a stronger memory for animals than all the good stuff. So, you know, it takes a longer time to extinguish the way that she's going to respond to that, that sight of a snake or a, you know, even a squirrel or whatever it might be that she's thinking that's going to be um, a danger to her raccoons, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So if you're not real hip on changing this, you know, like I said, you know, y- you're in control of this and, you know, we can look at doing some things, um, kind of holistically like, uh, uh, send, pheromones that can help to calm her down, but really you're going to need to um, control that environment. Thanks for your call, you get- Ronnie.
1: I appreciate it. one 405 8405 In just a couple of minutes, we're going to check in with Susan Sims. She's on the Get Your Licks Off Route 66. I'm sorry, Get Your Licks On Route 66 on, Tour? yes. Okay. And that's, uh, they're, they're stopping in St. Louis today. I think they'll be there until 4 next week in Chicago and Springfield, Illinois. They're really almost to
16: that side of the country there wow. where the uh, Route 66 ends. Mm-hmm. The world's smallest pony is missing and uh, police are fearing that it may be in the hands of the mafia. They've got the pony. Not the pony's head, just the pony. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's gone, missing. They don't know where it is, and it's missing in Italy. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio
10: News.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
8: Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. It's pretty common knowledge that some college students have more than studying on their minds. But even with all that monkeying around, you'd think that students at Duke University would be smarter than a monkey. A recent study at Duke pitted two female monkeys against 14 college students. Both were asked to solve math problems. They were shown two sets of dots on flashcards which they had to mentally add. The humans were not allowed to count or verbalize as they worked. Surprisingly, the monkeys did about as well as the college students. Their research pointed to the importance of language in helping humans solve more advanced calculations. Now, both teams were paid for their efforts. The college students received $10. And the monkeys? Well, they got their favorite drink Kool Aid. Humphrey Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
12: Hi, everybody. This is Frankie Avalon, and I love Animal Radio. Keep listening. Go on, sweetie. Jump to dad.
4: I'm not sure, daddy. The water's cool.
10: There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Jump
9: right here.
16: Uh, okay. Here I come.
9: I got you. Good job.
16: I did it. That was fun.
9: But once we take action, we're really glad that we did. If you're thinking about selling your home, don't hesitate. Interest rates are low and buyers are in the market. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Wherever you are right now,
11: right this moment, you've never been closer to saving a child. Every minute, malaria claims another life. But donating just $1 provides a life-saving test and treatment for one child in Africa. $1 given. One child saved. We have the tools to ensure no child dies from a mosquito bite. One dollar at a time. One child at a time. That's the power of one. Save a life now by donating a dollar at PO1.org.
8: Attention parents and grandparents of young children. Gerber Life is accepting applications for their affordable grow-up plan. It's easy to help your child get off to a good financial start for just pennies a day. Free information will be sent to parents and grandparents who call now or you can apply right now over the phone if you'd like. The grow-up plan gives your child $10,000 in whole life insurance protection now, then doubles automatically to $20,000 later at no extra cost. Later on, your child can buy more, up to $100,000 in total protection, regardless of their health or job, ten times the original amount. The grow-up plan also builds cash value over time that you can borrow from later. Help give your child a head start for just pennies a day. Don't wait. Call now for free information.
9: For free
12: information or to apply over the phone, call 1-800-372-4043. That's 1-800-372-4043. Call 1-800-372-4043 today.
15: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit com.
16: I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. You know when your dog goes missing and you chase him out the door and you go, here, tough here, and your dog comes to you because you have a treat and you whistle, right? Well, you can't whistle and a cow will come. <laughs> a cow was missing for about six months. They finally captured it, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This fugitive cow was wandering around the woods, around major highways near Georgia's Henry and Clayton counties, and in that time... The cow even found its way onto the road. It caused traffic jams. Well, the Georgia Department of Transportation said they were able to corral the cow, and then they tranquilized it. And department spokeswoman Jill Goldberg said the cow's on its way to a better home now. While it was missing, this wayward cow even had its own Twitter handle. They called it Kevin the Cow. You know what? I know it's hard to catch a cow. One time I was fishing with some friends, and there was this cow. There was a bunch of them. They were over in a pasture, and these guys said to me, okay, five bucks I'll give you if you can go pet that cow. And I said, oh, no problem. I can do it. Well, the cows run away from you when you get close. You can't even get close to them. It's very hard. I lost that bet, by the way. Dogs are supposed to be man's best friend, but one pooch in Fort Worth, Texas, is being blamed for shooting its owner. According to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, the accident occurred... Uh, at night when this 78-year-old woman was watching TV. Apparently, her dog walked by a shotgun that was at her side. Yeah, it was Ma Kettle that was sitting there. <laughs> she knocked it over, and when it hit the floor, the gun discharged and struck the woman in her left foot. Well, police spokeswoman Officer Sharon Neal said the woman didn't seek medical attention until the next morning when her foot was swollen and in worse condition. Neal said the woman chalked the whole incident up to an accident, and she didn't want the dog blamed for it. Officer Neal wouldn't release the dog's name or breed, joking that he has the right to remain silent. The world's smallest pony may be in hands of the mafia. Metro says a tiny pony who goes by the name Charlie and measures just over two feet tall was taken from his stall at Italy's National Horse Show last week. Police suspect Charlie said it was nabbed by Italian criminals, and they say that they're not ruling out the involvement of a larger criminal organization.
12: Yeah, get me the pony right now.
16: <laughs> the president of the National Horse Show sent his sympathies to Charlie's owner, adding that he's ashamed by what he calls a crime that offends and humiliates the equine world. <laughs> as long as it's not the pony's head, that's when you gotta worry. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com.
15: This has been an animal radio news update brought to you by doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
3: We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's.
10: This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news. Really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, And this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562.
1: radio. Celebrating our connection with your pets toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. Toll-free. Dial carefully 866, not 800. 866. Uh, let's head on over across the country now to St. Louis, Missouri, where we have uh, Susan Sims on tour with the Get Your Licks Off Route 60 Get Your Licks On Route 66 tour. Hey Hey Susan. Hi. Hi. Okay. Very good. Where are you today?
19: We are with the Humane Society in Missouri at, on Macklin Avenue and let me tell you this has been such a great day. It's still time for people to come on out. We're here for four and we've got so many great pets that are looking for new forever homes.
1: How many have you adopted out so far?
19: Gosh hell I'm gonna say we're well over the 100 mark uh which we're so happy about. Last year I think we came home with 165 adoptions. So I think we're going to beat that. Yay! Now last
1: week we talked Yay. to the uh, we talked to Ashley Bell. I had no idea who she was until I, after we talked to her. By the way, I had to to Google that, and she's she's of oh. a famous star there. Did she go home with any animals?
19: Well, no. In fact, just prior to that, we did a photo shoot with Ashley Bell. She's going to be on the cover of the fall issue for Fido Friendly magazine, and she was with a golden retriever named Honor, who sadly passed away right after the photo shoot. And so her family, um, after that, they adopted two rescue dogs uh, prior to coming to the event. But she's just a really, really special person, just a a big animal lover.
1: Well, there is no better time to go out and adopt an animal. Meet Susan on Route 66 next week. You're going to be in Chicago, the Windy City, at uh, the pause at uh, 1997 North Clyburn Avenue in Chicago.
19: That's correct. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, always a great event for us. It kind of wraps up the tour at Paws Chicago. And a lot of people heard about Paws Chicago because a couple of years ago, this person named Oprah adopted a couple of her dogs there. So they named a wing, um, in, in her honor. So it's a really dynamic shelter. So people there in the area should sure come out and check it out.
1: They named a wing in her honor. Really? Just for adopting oh, the animal? Or maybe she, she was helping out? Would they name a wing she in my would honor?
19: Help it? She was probably helping out. And so, you know, she left Cocker Scandals and that's where she got her last few Cocker
1: Daniel. And then you'll be in Springfield in Kansas City. I'll put the schedule up over at the website at animalradio.com. Susan, be well, travel safely, and adopt a lot of animals. Hey,
19: thanks for all your help, you
1: guys. You're the best. You're awesome. There she goes. She does awesome work. Publisher of Fido-Friendly Magazine, and every year she does this. Get your licks on Route 66, Route 66. tours. Sounds oh.
3: like fun. We're Rough got to job join she has. Here. Hey, BJ. Hello.
4: How
6: are you doing?
4: Well, I just got unloaded and now I gotta
6: go get an oil change. But I got a question about my dog. Good, because I can't help you with the oil changes. I grew up in a garage family, but I know nothing about it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it takes 12 gallons and costs a lot of money, I know that. Uh,
1: 12 gallons of oil?
4: Yeah.
1: Wow, I didn't know those trucks took that much. Uh, Yeah.
4: 12 gallons. So what's going on with your animal?
1: What's going on with your pup?
4: Okay. I had Fuzzball out walking the other day. And he would smell on the ground and smell on the ground. And he'd hit like one spot and just stand there, smelling. And I got to wondering, I can drop something in front of him. And he just kind of looks off like da-da-da. There it is. I drop it in front of my wolf's nose. Gone. Does he have the same? I know that they're supposed to have a certain amount of ore factories in their noses, so they got smellers. Uh huh. But, but on a breakfast on a dog like this, I have a Boston terror rat. Okay. <laughs> he do not have a nose. Does he have as many smeller spots in his nose as that nine inch nose on that wolf? Or does. He gets cut short, and that's why he can't spell things.
6: <laughs> that's a great question. We do know that there's differences in the number. Of olfactory receptors in different breeds of dogs now i probably would say i can't tell you exactly the numbers but we knew that what some of these different breeds were bred for and what they really developed for down the road certain breeds they may have longer snouts they may have more surface area and that may mean those are the dogs that perhaps are best for tracking uh for scenting you know when you look at a bloodhound um, or a german shepherd you know these dogs have very large long noses with more surface area so you know I probably have to look up some weird uh, factoids about how many receptors, but I would say it's fair to assume that they have more than some of the small breed dogs with the short little faces, the brachycephalics, as we call them, um, because they just developmentally didn't have the need for that. They have the big, bulgy eyes, the big, gorgeous face, and you know that's kind of why they were bred to be close to a lot of the humans. Now, we do know that cats um, have a much poorer sense of smell compared to dogs. And I can tell you that they have uh, the receptors, I believe, are in somewhere around the 20s, whereas um, some of the dogs, it's up to like 170 uh, centimeters squared. So this is something where we can say, hmm, Dogs that definitely have a better sense of smell and they have longer noses than cats do. Um, so we always would say, boy, why don't the cats smell the stink of their own poop? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> and, and I'd say also when we talk about smell and what dogs might smell better or have a better sense of smell, um, you know, there's more motivation for certain dogs. So if you have a tracker or a retriever who really wants to find that, uh, say, duck or find that retriever toy, they're going to know and they're going to be very motivated to use their sense of smell to the best of their advantage. Whereas some of the dogs that maybe don't have that drive, that motivation uh, to use that sense, you know they, those receptors who knows developmentally they're probably not going to use them so down the road decades and eons um, there's going to be a difference in, the, in those uh, receptors so if my answer is a little vague it is, but I would say yes, I believe your boy, your little fuzzball probably doesn't have the same sense of smell
1: Good question BJ we thank you for your call today One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. right now to talk to anyone <laughs> of the dream
11: team.
12: And I won't, I won't.
11: Vinnie Penn, coming at you with another party animal installment. That's right. Despite all your emailing, I have not been canceled. Okay, that's a joke. Nobody's been emailing about getting me canceled or kicked off the air. I had an interesting drunken fight the other night, uh, believe it or not. A a girl I went to grammar school with. I've known since sixth grade. Now our kids are in the same class together. And we were talking about uh, what fans we were of Benji. When uh, we were when we were young, back in the seventies, the Benji movies—you all must remember them—and her husband, who up until this point seemed like a pretty good guy, all of a sudden turned it into a Rolling Stones versus the Beatles thing and started just—it it was Lassie this and Lassie that—and it was like, bro, I, I actually stood up, bro, whoa, whoa, we're talking about Benji here, no reason to bring up that corny collie. Next thing you know, it was Benji versus Lassie. How Lassie always knew how to communicate and get Timmy over. Why was Timmy always in trouble? Why was he always falling down wells and letting tree branches land on top? Maybe Timmy needed, you know, Timmy was just, uh, 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 he was a little too needy. Benji got invited. He stopped bank robberies. I mean, Benji kind of ran on his own. He was a lone dog. Yes, it was a pathetic night, actually. It really was kind of embarrassing that we could get into a Benji versus Lassie argument. Maybe you'd like to chime in. Drop me a line, Vinnie at AnimalRadio.com. I, I say I won that argument. I'm going to double-check with Maria, see if her husband's still pissed. He looked like he was going to punch me at one point. Vinnie Peck, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio.
0: If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
1: Let's go to JC right now, who wants to talk to Doctor Deb. Hey, JC. Hi.
4: Good afternoon. How are you?
1: Good. What's going on?
4: Uh, say, I got a small uh just about ten pounds, uh, just about ten pounds. And, okay. and I heard that if you give chewing tobacco uh, to the dog, is that true? That it takes the tapeworm out? Ah, no, oh, no,
6: no, no. Okay, so you no, know, this is a very um, common like old wives' tale that's out there. This is this is a fallacy. So we don't want to give any kind of tobacco to dogs. It actually is toxic to them. Now, where this ever came from? You know, most nicotine, when it's given to animals, if they ingest it, it it'll cause vomiting. So maybe in a pet who has worms, you know, by giving them a tobacco product, you'd see them vomit the worm-up. That doesn't mean you're curing them of this problem. You're just going to actually make a bigger problem for this baby. So, so no, we, we need to get into using a typical um, uh, deworming product. Now, you mentioned, is it tapeworms? Is that what you're worried about? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so you're seeing the little rice-like segments along the, the butt area that are dried up on the fur. Is that what you're getting? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So there definitely are some products that we can use. I would direct you to your veterinarian, um, because a lot of times you won't get the right ones if you're going over the counter. Um, but there's some different ones. Um, there's one called Drontol, and then there's another that's, um, Fenbendazole that we can use. Those would be some of the different, um, products that I might look at. But you want to get, get that taken care of the proper way. And then also, important to note, tapeworms are linked in their life cycle with fleas. So if you're in a flea endemic area, you also need to make sure you're tackling those fleas to get rid of those guys.
4: All Thank you so much, first-time listener, and I appreciate that info. Thank
1: you for listening. We appreciate that. It's always great to hear first-time listeners listening to Animal Radio after 12 years. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Remember, you can send us your questions at at com. Call in toll-free to the toll-free number. You can even uh, tweet us your questions at Animal Radio. And do not forget the Animal Radio app for your iPhone or Android. Uh, download that puppy now. You can even ask your questions right from there. That was a wild one.
6: But that was a fun one. Kind of nice, simple, straightforward question. I like that.
1: I've never heard that before.
6: Oh, yeah. It's one of those old, old. it's like given kerosene. or There's all sorts of things you can hear about.
1: How do you get your dog to chew the tobacco? I mean, that's kind of, you know, wouldn't they swallow it? Or do they keep it in their lips, right? Like pouch. Or-
6: <laughs> I'm sure it involves putting it in food, and, and you know, ha- the Labrador or an owner that I am, you can put just about anything in food, and they'll eat it.
1: Elizabeth Banks, that's who you look like.
6: Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Oh, so? Like Elizabeth Banks. What you don't think
6: Forget so? I, yeah, I just never. But nobody's told me that before, so that's interesting. Yeah. Really,
1: no one's ever told you that before.
5: Uh, seriously, Doctor Debbie, how many times a week do people just, you know, come up to you and say, you know, you're pretty hot? <laughs>
6: You know, um, normally in the course of my business, it doesn't come up as I'm talking about their dog's diarrhea.
1: i got to say that uh, we do have one of the, uh, well, we have a radio team here that uh, has faces for radio. Don't hate us because you're beautiful. Judy looks like Jennifer Aniston, of course. Yes, she does. Uh, (laughs) I, of course, look like Carrot Top. So Uh, (laughs) that's why I'm behind the microphone. Alan, we're not sure. And Joey looks exactly like he sounds.
5: Yes, like he's going to pull a gun at any minute.
4: And he could. Hi, this is Betty White.
14: All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
1: 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. And we go to the phones. We have Robin on the phones for Dr. Debbie. Hi, Robin. How are you doing today?
22: Hi, fine. Thank you for taking my call. What's going on? Well, my kitty has been diagnosed with IDD. Um, we think, anyway, we're not going to do a biopsy. Um, my doctor did an exploratory surgery, and he decided not to because of how thickened the colon was and how highly irritated it was. He didn't want to even touch it. Um, he sent him home on Clavamox and Batril. He did fine for a couple of days, and then he... Went back down again, so I ended up down at the specialty hospital. They did some blood work, and it comes up that his pancreas levels were kind of high. Um, they did an ultrasound. It was swollen. However, when my doctor did the exploratory surgery, he said it was not swollen when he was in there. Mm-hmm. So they, they're they saying it's possible that it was irritated from the surgery, but it also could be pancreatitis,
6: okay, along
22: yeah. with the IBD. Um, I guess my question is right now they have him on, an uh, antidiarrheal antibiotic. Um, it starts with an M. I'm not really sure.
6: Metronidazole.
22: Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now I talked with the specialty doctor yesterday. She wants me to go ahead and start steroids.
8: Mm-hmm. My
22: doctor feels that he shouldn't be on the steroid till he's done with that. So I'm getting two conflicting answers and I don't know what to do.
6: Okay, let me go back to the very beginning here. What kind of symptoms is your kitty showing?
22: The first thing he started was he had diarrhea one morning, and but he was fine all day until the nighttime. He kind of went down, and the next morning I could tell he didn't feel good. So I took him to the doctor. He had a 104.5 temperature. Um, we were thinking blockage because mm-hmm. he could feel something inside of there, so they did the barium enema or x-rays they found um he thought was a blockage and when he got in there it ended up being his um appendix was so swollen
7: okay. um
22: that was that's what he thought was the blockage so they went and closed him back up and didn't do anything okay so darn it's a shame that, <laughs> days when he came home he started vomiting but now we have him on anti-nausea medication and everything
6: Okay, Uh, It's just a shame because we were right inside that belly. uh, To get some samples would have been fabulous because that would answer the question for everything that we're talking about right now. And when we're suspicious with kitties that have GI signs, vomiting, diarrhea, not eating well, any of those can fit with the diagnosis of inflammatory bowel disease. But the problem is, If I biopsy enough cats, I'll find inflammatory bowel disease in just about everybody. So um, we have to relate that to what's really clinically pertinent going on. Um, So for me, when I hear that the pancreas either had elevations on blood work or it looked abnormal on ultrasound, I'm going to believe that there's probably some pancreas um, involvement going on. The problem is you can get one or both of those together, so they're not usually exclusive. They often happen together. Um, For myself, um, even if I don't always have the benefit of a biopsy with inflammatory bowel disease, if the symptoms are bad enough and the kitty is showing those um, uh, either weight loss or those symptoms, I will move to prednisone. And um, I don't necessarily, if we're not currently running a fever I don't typically have a problem starting prednisone. Um, you now, if we're still febrile at 104, yeah, I'm probably not going to go there yet. But prednisone is really kind of one of the first-line drugs that we use to treat inflammatory bowel disease. I may not be able to comment exactly you know where you 're at with your uh, veterinarian and things, but uh, I use it pretty liberally when it comes to cats with um, prog- um, diagnosed um, inflammatory bowel disease in conjunction with a hypoallergenic diet because that 's also a very important way that we can um, approach this If we have pancreatitis, then we would probably go more with a low fat highly digestible approach to that diet and and see about that. Um, Okay, they have
22: him on EN right now. Purina EN, is that good for what's going on?
6: Yeah, that's, that's actually fits right into that category of that diet. So that is, um, you know, certainly appropriate. You know, a lot of times I don't like to use one therapy exclusively. Um, a lot of times we we'll use multiple therapies. So, um, it would be nice to see if the metronitis all took care of things, but, uh, in many cases, you know, we have to add in other things like the prednisone, the diet, and kind of throw even things like probiotics into the situation. Um, that helps to improve the immune system just by, um, pro- providing like healthy flora for the gut um so that would be something that if we're not doing i often do that as well
22: okay um, i looked into that and i had asked a specialist doctor about that and she thought yeah you know it could away the way there was never a scientific so is there one specific one that you could recommend to me for him
6: there are several different uh, veterinary brands, and those would be the ones that I'd kind of gear towards um, as far as, uh, you know, different brands. You know, um, your primary doctor should have a couple on the shelf. I usually keep one or two um, in our office. Um, but that would be the kind of thing that I'd be looking at, not necessarily going to the, you know, the health food store and just picking something up, um, something that's actually been shown for dogs and cats. But I think with the combination of those things and, you know, Hell knows uh, uh-huh. we use prednisone with one of his kitties for some chronic disease, and sometimes it is a necessary evil. Um, so, if there's some benefit that your veterinarian feels we can g- glean from prednisone, then I'm all for you know using it for this type of condition. And I hope that helps you some here. Well, now does that now should I take his temperature and make sure he's not on the fever
22: before I throw a steroid in there?
6: Well, you know, that's part of your veterinary assessment. So if the veterinarian does not feel that there's a temperature, does not feel there's indication of obstruction or other problems going on in the abdomen, then, yeah, I'm a fan of using the prednisone. But I would make sure you're not making that decision without the benefit of a veterinary exam, okay?
22: (laughs) Right, right. She told me to start it, but he just kind of seemed down today, so I didn't want to start it if he had something going on again.
6: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that would be definitely a good thing, just to check that at home if you have that capability, then. Okay, perfect. Once again,
1: it has flown by. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to download the Animal Radio app. You can listen to Animal Radio wherever you are, whenever you would like, and you can ask your questions of our dream team or vet or dog trainer or groomer or animal communicator right from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. So download that free right now. And also, join us at our website, animalradio.com. We have links to everything you've heard on today's show. Take I'll care, guys. Get
5: around, man. See you in the manana. Have okay. a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye.
9: This is Animal our, our, our Radio Network.